Hello, and welcome to Sunday Devotionals with John and Rachel. We're so honored to have you join us as we explore God's truth and get to know Him in a more authentic and intimate way. As we go through life, many of us have questions, concerns, and issues that may hinder us from fully embracing who God is and who He's called us to be. These devotionals are designed to help us navigate life and all that comes with it, learning and growing in God. So pull up a chair and grab a cup of coffee, or in my case, tea, and join us as we fellowship. So today we're going to be talking about freedom from sin, and this series is basically about what it really means to truly be free in Christ. This idea of freedom is not a feeling. This is an inner realization based on the faith that we have in God's word, that when I'm in Christ, all things are new. It's not a makeover. Right? It's not like you're putting on an outfit and going in there and just getting, you're transformed. This at the root of it is a new mindset that we're taking on, a constant renewing of our mind and reminding ourselves, regardless that your situation hasn't changed, regardless of your environment, all things are new. I am brand new. That's something that we have to declare to ourselves Amen. every single day because the past is not going to stop tapping on your shoulder. Right. And certain things in your environment are not going to change like that. Okay, I'm a Christian now. Oh, I'm saved now. So everything is good. I'm a, you know, this is a realization empowered by the Holy Spirit that will translate into your life the closer you get to the Lord. It'll become more evident to you. All right. We want to talk about what does it really mean to be free from sin? Now, this is a conundrum here because at the end of the day, we're constantly telling you that we are human. So there is a level of imperfection that we have. And in this imperfection comes a propensity to make mistakes. We've often said also that it is impossible to live a life that is pleasing to God without God's help to do it. You need God to please himself. If you want to live this life, you cannot live it in your own strength, right? In our own strength, it's like checklists. Oh, don't do this. Don't right. do that. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do this. Don't do that. And when you, when you try to put your own checklist against God's holiness, you will fail every time because we are not God, right? God has to empower us to live this thing. So at the same time, though, right, when you come into Christ, the Bible is telling us that we should not sin. Right. And basically sin is transgressions against God's law, basically doing what God doesn't like in a nutshell. OK, so there's a problem here because in our humanity and in our flesh, we're flawed. We're going to mess up. We're going to sin. We're going to do things that are wrong. So this creates this whole uh, dynamic between condemnation and conviction, which is what we talked about last time. Today, we want to just talk about sin in a general sense, falling, messing up, going against God's will, whether that's intentionally or accidentally. At the end of the day, whether it's an accident or whether it's intentional, it's still sin and it's still not pleasing to God. So then the question on the table is, is it really possible to be free from sin? Mm. And what does that really mean? There's a line that we have to think about where there's a line of like living right and doing everything in your power to please God. But then there's another aspect of our hearts that are desperately wicked that we don't even know our own motives. 
Right. So the question is, like, how much are you doing to not sin? And how much is God supposed to do to help you not sin? And it's very easy to fall into this wrestling match with yourself, wrestling match with your life, wrestling match with, you know, how I'm supposed to live this thing in peace and in freedom. The first point that I believe that God wants us to talk about is life without Christ is a life of bondage. And the Bible tells us in Romans 8, 1 and 2, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. So now let's hold on a second, right? Because this verse is basically confirming something that we have to accept, right? The first line, there is no condemnation for them who are in Christ. Okay. So when you're in Christ, there is no condemnation. There's no bondage. When you're not in Christ, there is bondage. There is condemnation. And basically what condemnation means is this feeling of impending judgment. This feeling like, you know, I'm not doing anything right. I can't do anything right. This feeling of hopelessness. This feeling of God is always punishing me. God is always after me. God is always judging me. That's what that feeling is. But when you're in Christ, there's none of that feeling because Christ has taken care of that on the cross. Okay. Now that's easier said than done. Mm -hmm. It's easier to embrace that in the words than to live it out every day. Some of us have vices and struggles. Some of us have things in our past that has really jammed us up mentally, made us feel a certain way in our minds, in our hearts, in our spirits. We walk around uh, with low self-esteem and all these kind of things that kind of drive our lives because of things that we do, things that we can't stop doing, things that we're struggling with, things that we're wrestling with. And it's very easy to fall into this idea that I'm not good enough and put the weight on yourself to try to not sin. Right. But this is very interesting. I think this is this will help liberate us. Um, this is first John chapter two and verse one. And this is going into the idea of is it really possible to be free from sin? Now, I gave you a disclosure here today. It's going to get deep. Is it really possible to be free from sin? And what is this verse telling us about sin so that we can now understand what God is saying so that we can walk in freedom. It says, my little children, I write you these things so that you may not violate God's law and sin. Okay. Basically the Bible is written. Forums like this are established ministries and churches. God's word is being um, shared throughout the earth to let us know that we shouldn't sin and violate God's law. Right. But, now that but is very important. That but tells you that God understands your frailty. God understands your propensity. God understands how he made you. But if anyone should sin, we have an advocate. One who will intercede for us with the father is Jesus Christ. The righteous, upright, just who conforms to the father's will in every purpose, thought and action. So here's something. This, here's, here's a, this is a revelation right here, right? This verse is basically telling you that if you sin, so you shouldn't sin, right? Mm -hmm. Understanding the mindset that this is not a permission slip to sin. Right. So freedom in Christ doesn't mean license to do whatever you want because you're in Christ. Right. Because then you're not in Christ because it's like you're taking advantage of, and I'm just trying to think of being given something and then overusing it. Or it's almost like you're disrespecting it 
by using it too much. Right. You know what I mean? What like if somebody were to say, um, I'm gonna give you a PBA card, which is basically a yep. police card mm -hmm. that you either have or sometimes on your dashboard you'll have, um, or your window shield rather, mm -hmm. that will basically tell the cop that pulls you over, listen, I'm a friend of the cop. Like I'm I'm I have a relationship, yeah. Right. Yep. So like I'm okay, I'm good people. Mm -hmm. But that does not mean that you have license to abuse the law. Right. You still have to abide by speed limits. Help us, Lord. You still have to <laughs> abide by, you know, the, the general rules of, of the road, right? You know, you stop at red lights. You, you know, you stop at stop signs. All those things that we are supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Right. And even like driving drunk. Like that does not give you a license to get in the car. Darnell, you better, you better go, go ahead, ahead man. That's and preach exactly this word. what it is, man. Maybe we need to turn the camera Man, around. That's exactly, that's exactly <laughs> what this is. That's exactly what it is. So getting pulled over because you're driving drunk is a slap in the face to the PBA card. Right. Right? So at that point, the card can't work. And it shouldn't work. Exactly. Because you're willingly exactly. getting behind the wheel when you already know the rules of the of the road and you're putting someone else's life in danger. Exactly. So that verse, 1 John 2 and 1. If you should sin, you know that you have an advocate with the Father. So when you do fall, when you do mess up because you're human, you do get overtaken, you do get those kinds of things, there's a beautiful word that I believe is overused and manipulated is God's grace. Yeah. Because the same grace, PBA card grace, amen, the same grace that you're getting is also the same grace that empowers you to represent what that card means. Right. Right. So if you have a relationship with God, then you should at least represent God. And if you so happen to get caught up in your flesh, you get caught up in something. At the end of the day, you understand that you have an advocate, that you have a relationship with, with God, that you're talking to God. Listen, Lord, look, I, I don't like this about me. I'm struggling in this area. You got to help me. See, you're talking to your advocate. Right. You're talking so he knows you. He knows the situation. So he can, he, Jesus will, will, will then talk to the Father. He will intercede on your behalf because look, he's with me. Look, 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 listen, listen, listen. We, we talk all the time. This is a struggle that he, he had a weak moment. He struggled. This is what it is. And that no longer falls into the category of what we call habitual sin. Okay. That is you working through your frailty. Mm -hmm. And there's a huge difference. See, so, so at the end of the day, when we talk about what freedom from sin is, Freedom from sin is really talking about freedom from whatever rule of law you are naturally under before you come into Christ. Okay? When we hear the word sin, the next thing we need to think about is law. Let's use another example. Okay? In this country, United States of America, right? We have laws. We have laws that we know. We have laws that we think we know. We have laws that we don't even know we know or we're supposed to know. And it's not until a certain situation comes up where it forces us to kind of do some research and try to figure out, well, is that a law or not? When you go to another country, say you go to France, right? You don't know the language. You don't know the law necessarily. So there's a level of, of, um, of, of, of control or safety or um, understanding that you will have based on the jurisdiction that you're in, right? Now, before you come into Christ, you're in the jurisdiction of sin and death. Mm -hmm. That's why you're in bondage, because what, before you come into the knowledge of Christ, the jurisdiction is 
You're under judgment. You're under God's, you're not under this ark of safety. Basically what that means is you're living your life with no godly governance. You're doing whatever's in your heart to do, right? And that leads us, and many of us who've experienced things and went through things in our life, the guilt that you feel, the remorse, the shame, the burden, the heaviness, the yuckiness you feel inside, there's no relief for it that comes from yourself because you're in a jurisdiction that doesn't give that. The jurisdiction of sin and death only gives you indulgence, self-gratification. You know, everybody's doing whatever they think in their own eyes. Like the Wild Wild West. It, it reminds me of um, every now and then you'll, you'll see reports like on the news of U.S. citizens that are abroad, mm -hmm. you know, usually on like vacation or something. And, you know, while you're on vacation, it's your natural inclination to sort of let your hair down and yeah. do whatever you want to do, right? Yeah. Um, but depending on where you are, there are some places where you are held, not some places, wherever you go, you are held to whatever laws and guidelines and standards that right. their citizens right. are, whether you know the law or not. Yeah. So if you go into a country like, I, I don't know why you would vacation in North Korea, but like yeah, North Korea or like that. Thailand yeah. is, is another one I'm sure like where, where the rules are a little more strict. Mm -hmm. But because you're on vacation and your guards are down and you're enjoying yourself at the present moment, you're not thinking about the ramifications or the consequences that you may face from having fun and letting your hair down. Right. But that's not an excuse once you get before the judge of that country. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know the rules of this country. Well, you, you're held to the same standard, so it doesn't matter. That brings me to the scripture where it, sa it says that basically sin... It, it seems fun for the moment. Yeah, for a season, yeah. But it basically produces death. Yeah, 100%. But so, it feels free in that moment. It, it does. free and alive and just loose. It does. See, that's why your analogies are so good. Because then it, it also helped me to think about, like in many of these other countries or other areas, if you were ever to get caught up in a situation where um, you need safe haven, you look for an embassy, mm -hmm. right? So you look for a place that where the jurisdiction that that will provide you safety, that will provide you um, the commonality of law that you're used to, you run to that place, right? So this is what God is saying about sin and basically what freedom from sin is. Freedom from sin doesn't mean that you're not gonna sin anymore. Freedom from sin means that when you do sin, you're being judged by the law of grace because you're in Christ. So a lot of times when you're judged by the law of sin, that's the law that makes you have the checklist. But you have to constantly assert your own righteousness above what God's word is saying or put yourself in situations where you're not doing this and you're not doing that and you're not doing this because about you, right? And then it becomes a competition. Well, I lived more righteous than you did but your heart is black, right? Or I'm doing all this uh, philanthropy and I'm a humanitarian and I'm doing all this other stuff that looks good for people, but you really have selfish motives. You're just really arrogant and proud. What this law of grace does is it levels the playing field and now you are uh, now a sinner saved by grace, which frees you from having to perform like you're better than you actually are. It's the performance that leads to the burden. Mm -hmm. It's the performance that leads to the bondage, that I have to be this. And that's why you have a whole bunch of people 
who are hypocritical, that you meet people and they're not the same because, you know, they, you caught them off guard. They didn't get to put their makeup and mask on yet. <laughs> you, you caught them, right? Oh, I thought you was a church person. Well, that's, that, was last, that was last week. But, uh, you know, and that, that we, we all know because we all seen it before, right? But a mentality, the mindset of freedom from sin, I, you have to understand that freedom from sin means that you're free from the law of sin and death. Romans 8, 1 and 2. And, and just, just look at that verse, the second part of it. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ because through Christ, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. So being able to walk freely in this area of sin had to do with the law. And then the law itself brings a certain penalty, right? So the law of sin brings death, spiritual death, death of relationships, separation from God. That's what the law of sin does, okay? The law of grace brings life. Where there's grace, there's liberty. Where there's liberty, there's freedom. Where the spirit, the law of the spirit, where the Lord is, there is liberty, right? So th th this, this series is really getting us to embrace what we may not have experienced yet. This is not becoming new. This is, is new, right? Like you're not becoming a new person. You are a new person. And it's being revealed to you the closer you get to God. You're not getting free from sin. The Bible says that you are free from sin because you're in the law of grace through Christ. So now the closer you get to Christ, the more freely you're going to walk because the closer you get to him, you're going to want to do things less. You're going to see the possibility that I can live this life. I can be honest in my heart. I can have a repentant spirit. I can be forgiven, not because of me, but because of Christ. And Christ empowers us. Jesus empowers us to be able to live this life that we wouldn't be able to live on our own, which is what we constantly say. So Romans 6.23, there's another verse here. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. For the payment of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. The point of this whole thing and the point of this whole series is to really get us to embrace the Lordship of Jesus Christ and how much weight that really has, how much pressure that really takes off of us to be able to be who he called us to be. There is a very easy trap to fall into of trying to live this thing out and you end up walking in bondage. And when we talk about walking in bondage, we're talking about the inner walk, like that inner peace. And there's nothing like that inner peace. Your inner peace has nothing to do with anything that's going on in your life has nothing to do with that. You can have the worst day, the worst week ever, but still have a level of peace and satisfaction in your life. And that's what walking freely is. Freedom from sin is really freedom from the penalty of sin. It does not mean that you will not sin. And I, I, ho I hope we get that, right? So you can see, because then it, you can see how pride to be here, right? Like, oh, I'm free from sin. I remember growing up in church and I, I remember hearing, you know, people say, you know, I'm free from sin and sinning, right? And I understand what that means. I understand what it means. It means I'm free from the practice of sin. I'm free from 
habitual things. I'm free from intentionally doing the indulgence. Right. Of it. Yeah. Right. Right. And that that's true. Right. That's true. But but the mentality, we have to be careful with that mentality, because then what we'll do is we'll create a standard that God didn't even expect us to live by without him. The only reason why it's possible to live a sin free life. If, when we say sin free, we're meaning free from the law of sin and free from the penalty of sin. It's because we can embrace the grace of God and we can walk freely in the salvation that was wrought for us. The sin-free lifestyle speaks to a partnership with the Holy Spirit through the intentional practice of self-denial. In other words, that means sin, which once bound you, which once you were composed to do, you had to say something. You had to use foul language. You had to get that drink. You had to sleep with that person, whatever it is. And we all have stuff, right? And we said it from the beginning. We all got our things, the sin that so easily besets us. And after it's done and we start feeling bad and we got to go apologize to people. And it's just a cycle of just downward cycle and downward spiral of going through this guilt and shame thing. That's bondage. How to free ourselves from that is what is your responsibility? Your responsibility, our responsibility basically is partnering with the Holy Spirit, partnering with the Holy Spirit through the intentional practice of self-denial, the intentional practice of putting ourselves down and seeking to please God. Sometimes that means you taking the first step and offering the apology first. Why? Not because you want to, not because you feel like, oh, this is good, especially when you feel like you're right, but you're doing it for Christ's sake. Right. So the freedom comes from the fact that the burden of your own life is no longer on you, even though you are still a broken vessel, even though you are still susceptible to messing up. But the closer you get to God, the less you're going to want to do that. Freedom from sin means that sin is no longer your master. What does that mean? Sin is compulsive. And when I say sin, it doesn't always mean what we think it means because God is judging our hearts, right? So you can have someone who is outwardly doing all kinds of crazy stuff, but their heart, God is working on their heart. A character that's very controversial, I think we talked about him in the past, is David, right? Like David, his outward life, things he did on purpose, things he did <laughs> intentionally, whatever, he planned things out like that led to, to murder and all this other stuff, Right. But the Bible says something very key about him. In all of that, he was a man after God's heart. Mm. So it means that although we're broken, we're messing up, we're doing all kinds of stuff, at the end of the day, if your heart is towards God, God, help me with this. This is a struggle. This is something I inherited. Some stuff we inherited. Some stuff is in our family line. We were predisposed to alcoholism. We were predisposed to certain things promiscuity. We were predisposed to it because of the brokenness that was never handled in our family line. So what kind of God is going to judge you for something that he allowed to happen to somebody that was not addressed? And I part, that part's our fault. That is not addressed down the line. But you have inherited some things that broke you, that made you broken. But God's grace, he empowers you to face that but he also gives you grace to go through it. And I think that two-sidedness of grace is really where this freedom from sin sits at, the two-sidedness of it. It's like, yeah, God understands, 
but God also empowers you to overcome. God understands that I'm struggling. God understands what I've been through. God understands, yes, but it doesn't stop there. Right. Like that's not a permission. Oh, God understands. So I'm just going to just do this because he knows me and I'm just going to ask for forgiveness. No, that's misusing that PBA card. That's, that's what that is. If God has given you the grace, the grace is also there to help you to repent. So it's a two-sided thing. He empowers you to turn things around by not cutting you off when you do it. Right. By helping you to do it less. Exactly. So preferably we are on that road and we're not indulging in things. And then at the same time saying I'm, I'm in Christ. Right. That's a gross miscarriage of the privilege to experience God's grace and mercy. And the Bible says in Romans 6, 14 through 18. Sin will not be your master because you are not under the law. You will now live under God's grace. Okay. Sin is not your master. Why? Because you're not under the law of sin and death. Not because you won't sin anymore. So our job is to embrace the law of grace with respect for God's love for us. That's where freedom sits. Freedom sits on the jurisdiction that you are now under. That if I do happen to sin, I'm not under the law of sin and death. I'm under the grace of God. Hmm? So 15 says, so what should we do? Should we sin because we are under grace and not under law? Certainly not. Okay. Once again, this is the Bible, right? So should we use our PBA card just because we got it? Certainly not. Because that is taking advantage and basically slapping God in the face for him who hates sin. For him allowing us to experience the grace and the freedom that he called us to through Christ. And I love that certainly not. Yeah. It's a, it seems like a very small phrase like you know like kind of like just a pass through to the next uh statement mm -hmm. but it, it speaks volumes to where a person's heart is yeah because you're processing the information oh should we sin like i mean we got grace should we just sin right and then something rises up in you and goes certainly not absolutely not mm -hmm. why would i do that yeah that's the part in you that lets you know that you're in christ amen that part, that internal check that goes, no, I don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. I can't do this. Why, why would I keep sinning? Why would I indulge? Certainly not. Mm -hmm. it, it just speaks volumes to the fact that, you know, the, the spirit of God is in you to the point that it, it rises up when even the presentation of sinning is in your mind. Absolutely. And also, it's like what this verse is basically saying is, I don't have to sin. Like, that's it. you're not my master. I do not have to listen to you because I'm in Christ. Yeah. So when I was, when I had, when I felt the need to have to do it, I just was just being led away by whatever I wanted to do. Walking in bondage. Didn't even realize how bound I really was. I was just doing whatever I felt like. Like the moment comes, boom. Wait, hold on. I don't have to do this. Like it doesn't have power over me. It may have influence over me. Right. I may feel like, mm, but it's not like I'm powerless to it. Mm. Yeah. And anybody who struggle with vices or struggle with things that are compulsive or things like that, this is empowering that through Christ, the hold of that thing is broken. 
just because you're in Christ. So you may feel like the temptation, it may be strong and it may be a pull, but as you embrace the fact that I am new and everything is new, not becoming new, right? It is. Once you start embracing that, that takes the power away from those things that would lead us away from God with a leash. Like the leash is broken, right? Then the 16th verse says, surely you know that you become the slaves of whatever you give yourself to. Anything or anyone you follow will be your master. You can follow sin or you can obey God. Following sin brings spiritual death, but obeying God makes you right with him. Amen. So this verse gives us both sides of the coin. It tells us that we are not under the law of sin and death. And because we're not under the law of sin and death, we are free to live under the law of grace. But does that give us permission to do whatever we want? No, because freedom, real freedom, has boundaries. And those boundaries provide safety for us to run openly and freely in the jurisdiction of God's sovereignty and of God's safety, right? So thanks be to God that though you were once slaves to sin, and once you, you had to do, you had to, you were led away, you had to do those things, the power of the draw of sin has been broken off your life because you are in Christ. And because you've committed your heart to him, you've committed your heart to serving him, you've committed your heart to live according to his word, to stay in community, to pray, to keep reaching for more of him, that gives you that safety to walk freely in the event that you do sin, now you understand that you got a PBA card, that you know you got grace, that you know you got mercy, and you got favor, and it is too precious for us to just disregard it like it's not worth anything. Freedom is obtained through Christ and faith in Christ alone. In Acts 13, 39, this is one of the last verses that we'll um, look at. Through him, talking about Christ, Everyone who believes is set free from every sin. A justification you are not able to obtain under the law of Moses. So under the law, under the Ten Commandments, under all of those laws in the Old Testament, you are not able to obtain a level of freedom because if you messed up in one thing, you messed up in all things. And if you sin... Under the Old Testament, you are under judgment from God. But through Christ and God's grace and embracing Christ's love for us and his sacrifice for our sins, everyone who believes is set free from every sin. And that is the law of sin, and that is the penalty of sin. James 1.25, it says, But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, the one who looks into the word of God, the one who seeks after pleasing God, the law of liberty. This is about liberty. This is about freedom. The one who seeks after that and perseveres. That means when it gets hard, when it starts rubbing against you and conflicting with what you feel like you want to do, and you keep surrendering yourself to obedience, the Bible says, not being a hearer who forgets, but you got to be a doer who acts, he will be blessed in what he's trying to do. 
So finally, James 2.12, so speak and so act as those who are being judged, not under the law of sin, but under the law of liberty, respecting the fact that God is merciful, but God is not mocked. Respecting the fact that God is good, but he ain't blind. Right. Respecting the fact that we can act a certain way in front of people and fool people, but we can't fool God. So being able to walk freely when it comes to this whole idea of sin and violating God's law, we must first embrace the fact that you are going to mess up, but there's no condemnation to them who are in Christ who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Because sin does not have dominion over you because you are in Christ. No longer under the law of sin and death, but under God's bountiful grace for all of our lives. Lord, we thank you for this moment. We thank you for this time that you have allowed us to come together to share. We thank you for your presence that we can feel even now. We thank you for making it possible for us to have a relationship with you, that we do not have to be dominated by things that don't please you, that we don't have to be drawn away by things that are hurting us, that are causing our lives to go in directions that are damaging us. But we know, Lord, that, that today you are offering us an opportunity to walk in freedom, freedom from the penalty of sin, freedom from the law of sin and death. We thank you that we have this opportunity because you gave your son, Jesus Christ, to die for us so that we might be forgiven from the sins that so easily beset us, that we can have right relationship with you. And you made it easy for us. You said all we have to do is confess with our mouth and believe in our hearts and we shall be saved. So I pray, Lord, even now that those who are listening, that we make salvation a priority today and that they make a decision right now in their hearts and in their minds that they're giving away their lives and embracing the life that you have for them. So we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to have a real deal, fresh start, a clean slate, not a makeover, but you're gonna make us new and not just us new, but our whole world changes. Our whole mindset changes. Everything about us changes as we now reach out for more of you. We lift every need unspoken and spoken to you now. And we give you the praise for all that you are doing and going to do. This is our prayer, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you've been blessed by what we shared. You can follow us at Sunday Devotionals on Instagram and like us on Facebook where we can continue our discussions and keep in touch. We love you all and pray God continues to bless and keep you.